to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, why we enjoy it, what they mean to us, and just why we enjoy the open road. V-Twin Life is brought to you by CrashInClothing.com, also known as Crash Inc. on the World Wide Web. Man, Brad has sold a lot of stuff. You want to get some merchandise, you want to get parts, you want to upgrade stuff on your bike. He is a dealer for a lot of great companies, so check out CrashInClothing.com and see what they got for you. Now, we got Wild Ass. You want to ask some comfort to your ass? Man, Wild Ass has got you covered. They've got something you like. Use that promo code DWOODS. Get yourself free shipping and put that ass in comfort. Can't forget Custom Dynamics leading the world in LED lighting and LED technology. Man, these got some great stuff. You want to light up your life at nighttime? You want to be seen during the day? Hey, check out Custom Dynamics. Can't forget Lexan. These guys got some great comm units. I just got the new G16s. Man, you want to talk quality? These things are awesome. Loudspeakers, plus they got some air pumps. Small ones you keep in your bike. They're ready to go. So check out Lexan. So now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Post 116. Tonight, we are joined by the one and only Mr. Wild Ass Craig himself. What's going on, Craig? Thanks for uh, coming in hanging out on Sunday. Not too much. Thanks for having me, Denver. You get uh, you, you cause me to get out of work a little bit early, working around the yard, not at work, but uh, get to relax a little bit for a Sunday night. That's always nice, kind of, you know, a, a peaceful ending to a to a work day get out a little early of the household chores yeah yeah we took uh we renee and i both took friday off and and worked here at the house so got some shingling done got some wood cut got some good physical labor done and now it's time to relax yeah roofing can be that can test you and tax you a little bit that stuff isn't light you gotta pack it all did you get rooftop delivery no yeah oh. me. <laughs> you. <laughs> So we had, um, when I got back from Daytona, we had a crew lined up for Saturday. So that would have been a week ago. And we had a whole crew of people going to be here. And we'd have, I mean, we'd have hammered out the house, the garage and the shed, and we'd have had it all done in a day. But uh, the weather didn't cooperate. So I gave everybody the week off. Well, that leads us right into deer hunting here in Minnesota and all my help's gone. So uh, this, Renee and I plugged away at it. Hey, priorities, you know, you got to fill that freezer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hayden, he got his deer two weeks ago. So, yeah, we cut that up last weekend. So, that was fun. When is the deer season over in Seattle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, rifle season's over now. They got to wait for late buck here. I think it's this weekend, this coming weekend. They'll okay. get four more days for modern for modern rifle, modern firearm. Yeah. Then so it goes it back just... into muzzleloader and then to archery. Okay. Yeah. So archery season here starts, I think in September goes all the way through the end of the year. Rifle is it starts this weekend and depending on where you're at in Minnesota, it's either next weekend or the following weekend is the, the last. So it's just a couple weekends and then muscle yeah. motor sometimes late in December. That's kind of how it is here. Cause you'll get the archery will start all of September and then that'll end the last day of September. And then think you got muzzle loader for two weeks and then it goes two weeks for rifle and then uh, you know you get time off because an elk seed will start and then you'll get late buck for modern then muzzle loader then you'll get the last week of november and all of december for late archery do you have elk out there where yeah. you're at mm-hmm. huh. I, didn't know that. I didn't realize that 
Yeah, we, we got the uh, Roosevelt elk. Are they very Bigger presidential, body, the presidential and elk and big antlers. Yes. And yeah, they body. got you know the base is a little bit bigger mm. than like your uh, Rocky Mountain elk. Um, the Roosevelt are bigger bodied. They don't have get as big of horns, but you know, <laughs> so it's many fun. jokes in there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, always joking. That's Craig. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so. you've kind of had a fun year because I, I know, uh, I'm not sure how many people, you know, follow some of your adventures, but you're also big, really enjoy the uh, adventure bikes. That's kind of one of your passions, I think it's fair to say. I, it's fair to say that, um, you know, if you've ever talked to Renee, if there's a motorcycle, I want it and I want to ride it. Um, you know, growing up on dirt bikes, like you did as a kid. The adventure motorcycle is one that I'm really kicking myself for not getting into 20 years ago. It, it's so much fun. It's like going right back to your dirt bike life, except uh, the stuff that I've been working on lately is more for the dirt bike life as a 50-year-old because you can't crash that that fast anymore and, and recover as quickly. So the adventure bike, is it's it's a lot of fun. I think it'd be fun. I, I wouldn't mind getting an adventure bike at some point in time because I think it'd be a lot of fun, especially, you know, up here in the Northwest. I mean, with the, you know, the fire roads, you got, you know, the, all the Forest Service roads. There's a lot of backcountry that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'd love to come out there and ride it. Oh, you'd have a blast, especially up through the Cascades and everywhere. Even out here in the peninsula, there's all kinds of roads you can take off and go up and explore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, growing up in a with the dirt bike, you know, it it's kind of funny because a lot of the events we go to, you know, the Harley guys, we've all had dirt bikes at some point in our life. It seems like, and, and not we all, but most people had dirt bikes right. as a kid and whatever. But when we parked the adventure bike in the booth, you know, we got a, a BMW that's company colors, black and yellow, of course. When we parked that in the booth, that gets more attention than any custom painted Harley in the lot, uh, just because of that so many of us you know grew up with dirt bikes had dirt bikes of some sort rode our neighbors whatever the story is it, it's a story that that bike brings you back to and that's it does that for me as well i think the attention having it in your booth also i mean it you know so many a lot of these shows everybody thinks harley's you know hey you know the wild ass cushions could great for your touring bike then all of a sudden they see an adventure bike it's like hey you know uh this kind of different and then can open up a whole other avenue for you guys. Uh, I mean, yeah. bring more attention to you, basically. Yeah, that's what that's what we want, of course. <laughs> yeah. So I want to hear you, more about. Oh, go ahead. Did you get to see the bike? You saw the BMW when you were in yeah. service with us, right? Okay. Yeah, it was it's all dirty. A, it's a. Yeah, it, it was really <laughs> dirty then. It's a full blown dirt bike, just massive. I, mean, I think I don't even know. I'm such a dork because I don't know any of the technical specs at all. Like people go, how big is that gas tank? I don't know. It's that big, you know, point at it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Holds a yeah. bunch of gas. I know that, but gives me where I want to go. I yeah. I don't know a lot about it. I just know I really like to ride it, but yeah, huge gas tank sitting in front of you. So it's a, this dirt bike that's got this massive gas tank on it and it sits really high off the ground and I just love riding it. Be fun. So how, how'd you find out, you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your uh, deal when you went to compete to join Team USA with BMW. How did you find all that and get going down that avenue? 
Uh, that's kind of a funny story. So you had kind of said, you know, people think wild ass is this big, you know, touring bike thing. Right. And it's really, it's not only that we, we do all kinds of motorcycles. We do everything. One event that we do, probably one of our largest events of the year is the BMW rally and that travels. And, uh, that's an event that we do. And that led to kind of like, you know, like everything through relationships and everything else, we kind of got um, weaseled my way into the Adventure Fest, which was out in Sturgis at the Buffalo Chip. Uh, it must have been three years ago now. So or, or two years ago, I guess, to what, 2020, I suppose. I don't know. Whenever it was. So I, I always wanted an adventure bike, or I thought I did, right? And I wasn't sure, but at one of these BMW events, Renee's boy, Dade, was looking for a motorcycle. He wanted a crotch rocket. I wanted him to get like a V-Star 650 or something. And we ended up, you know, we found these V-Stroms. Actually, we found two of them. And I was negotiating on both of them down in, uh, we're in Tennessee at the time. And uh, Renee's like, what are you going to do if if both of these guys take your offers? I said, then we're going to go home with two of them. And, and I'll just let him pick which one he wants and we'll go from there. Well, that was my introduction to the adventure bike. I knew I'd wanted one. I kind of, you know, like had it in the back of my mind, but never really did anything about it. I just always wanted one because I didn't, you know, where I live, where am I going to ride it? You know, first off, what am I going to do with it? You know, I want one, but I really don't know why. Probably just because it's got two wheels and I can ride it. So, yeah. We, yeah, so we ended up coming back with two V-Stroms, got both of them. Um, he picked his, which was bright yellow, of course. So then I got stuck with the gray one. And <laughs> absolutely, uh, it was a Suzuki V-Strom 650, fell in love with it. And if you, you know, within one person, any direction, anybody you talk to, they have owned a V-Strom 650 and they will tell you it's the best bike there is. I loved it. It was a great bike. Well, then... Um, in one of the dirt bike or one of the uh, motorcycle magazines, uh, BMW came out with their 40 years edition GS, which was a black and yellow coloring. And I'd kind of had my heart set on the Triumph Tiger. Just, I knew a guy that had one. It was really cool. I loved that European adventure bike look, you know, the dinky little headlight, uh, the huge gas tank. I, just, I loved everything about it. Well, BMW came out with this. GS in black and yellow. And it was like, whoa, you know, like the heaven gate opened up and yeah. And uh it was the motorcycle I I never knew that I always wanted, right? And I ended up asked Renee, I'm like, hey, check this out, huh? And she's like, <laughs> no way, no way in hell. So fast forward a little ways, then we got the BMW and we compromised and I got my motorcycle. And uh we went to this adventure fest, right? So that's all happening behind the scenes. And then we're doing this other stuff with wild ass and we're trying to get our way into this adventure event. And I'm like, these guys want our cushion because these guys are getting on these bikes. They're riding across country. They're spending days, you know, on their motorcycle camping. They have no, you know, they're not even going to hotels, right? They, they really want our cushion. And when they get them, they love them. We know this because we've been doing BMW events forever. So, uh, we go to this adventure fest and we set up and I think at this point, my bike had 130 miles on it. Like I picked it up <laughs> and I, I don't even know. I must've rode around a little bit on it somewhere and it was sitting in our booth. 
And at the Buffalo chip, we were set up and there was a parking lot in front of us. And then right across, you know, right at the other side of the parking lot was this huge grass field. And BMW had this big course set up with all these cones and stuff. Now my bike's sitting there shiny and brand new and Continental hooked me up with a set of tires. We had those tires put on it and the tire guy scratched my wheel. And I'm like, oh, this is so not cool. Right, because it had the gold rims back when out back when we were kids. I mean, you're you're not quite my age, but oh yeah. Kids, but all the factory bikes had gold wheels, right? So the gold wheels, were yeah. Cool. So I had the gold. Yeah, and this tire changer guy just put a massive scratch in them, and uh, and the BMW guy came over and he checked it out, and he's like, "Well, the tire guy's like, well, I'll buy you a wheel if you want me to, you know, whatever." And I kind of went, you know you're doing this as a favor fuck it right i mean what are we gonna do it's scratched it is what it is let's not worry about it let's just go on the bike i bought the bike so i could drop it crash it scratch it whatever and uh and we just kind of let it go and the aaron the guy that's in charge of the bmw training center performance center um for motorcycle training he kind of caught wind of this whole thing and and I think it was later on that day he comes over and he goes, Hey, why don't you come over and try out the course? I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. I can't do that stuff. No way. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, no, seriously. And what I think it was, is it was just killing him that this shiny new BMW GS was sitting there not being used. And they had a course right there. Well, the adventure event is, it's a little bit different. Like there's, few hundred people there in the morning all the vendors close midday everybody goes out riding so there's nobody around it's a ghost town so i decide i'm gonna go try this out bmw guys are like yeah it's cool let's go try it out so they all coax me into coming over and i come over there and i i like literally did this whole it's all for people that don't know what this is that we're talking about it's kind of like um like you see the police bikes do on parking lots where all the cones and stuff are set up except this is in grass yeah and on dirt right so did the whole like started to do the weave thing i think i went one cone two cone down like immediately fell down and i'm like (laughs) oh my god well by the time i got back to the bike two guys were there picking it up and and they weren't saying here's what you did wrong here's what you did wrong they were saying oh you can do this you got this don't worry about it try this and it was it was a really cool experience is what it was and they basically just coaxed me into trying the whole thing so i went through their little course that they had set up and they were coaching me through it showing me how to do it that's the first i'd ever heard of this right doing anything like this um they had a competition that day or uh, that weekend i think it was the last last weekend they're like oh you got to come and try it you got to try it i'm like yeah whatever so i did i went and tried it and i ended up I think I lost the tie for third or something. Uh, And they did a whole point scoring thing. So that was my first introduction. Well, that weekend, Aaron that I mentioned earlier, he goes, hey man, he goes, we have this event coming up at the training center in Greer, South Carolina. And uh, you know, I, I love your attitude. I love what you got going on. I love what you're doing. I love your colors. I love that you're using our bike. Would you come down and vend for us? He says, I'm not gonna charge you a dime. He says, I just want you to come down there 
and you know people are going to come in from all over the country and i have no idea what's going to happen i can promise you zero things but i will charge you zero dollars i'm like yeah let me think about that so i quick pull up a map and i got a good friend that lives like in the next town I'm like so no vending fee and no lodging those are your major expenses at all these events I'm oh like, yeah yeah i think i can make it work so i did i went down there and that was two years ago no, so it would have been 21, 21 in the fall of 21. And uh, I called, it, it's funny. Did, do you know what the GS trophy is now? Did you know before? Yeah, you oh know yeah. Now? Okay, yep. so I didn't know what the GS trophy was. I had no idea, I had no clue at all. So I Googled GS trophy and found out there's a show on Amazon. Uh, just if, and if any of your viewers want to look it up, Go on Amazon, search GS Trophy, and it's a show from, I can't remember now, but it's uh, the it's from the GS Trophy in 2020. So I watched this show, and I'm like, man, I want to go do that. So that was on, like, Saturday, Sunday. And then I'm going to get back to Dylan's comment. So that was, like, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. And uh, uh, Monday, I get back. Now, I'm leaving, like, Tuesday to go to this thing. Monday, I call down there. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to sign up on your site for this thing. And it, it doesn't let me. And Ricardo is the guy's name. He goes, well, the sign up ended months ago. I'm like, oh, okay. He said, why? I said, well, I told him, you know, I bought this bike, really want to ride it. I never get a chance to ride. And I figure if this event's going on, nobody's going to be standing on my trailer. So I might as well come out and play with everybody. And he goes, well, well, we're not, there's no way we're going to be able to get you a jersey or a sign. I'm like, a sign for what? He goes, well, you get a reserved parking spot. I saw us park at my trailer. I, I, whatever. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, and I said, I don't need a jersey. I just want to ride. I don't care about that. And uh, he's like, well, let me call you back. Calls me back an hour later and says, we can get you in. I said, take my money. So that was two years ago, 21. I went, tried it out and actually did fairly well. I thought, man, that was cool. So I, I kind of, you know, I did the thing, forgot about that. Well, you know what? I'll try it again in a couple of years because they do, what they do is qualify every other year. And then the opposite year is when the trophy is. So that year, I can't even remember where it was. Um, and then the following, Albania, that's what it was last year. They The competition was in Albania. This year, the qualifier. Next year, Namibia, Africa. So I'm like, well, I'm going to try. And I trained and I tried and I did all that. But that's how I got into it, right? That was your question. How'd you get into this? That's yeah. That's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. What did Dylan say? So, oh, what was it? Uh, falling over. Yeah, here we'll get back. Oh, here we go. Uh, so, sometimes a damn thing just falls over. It does. So <laughs> we were in the yard and Renee, I got her riding a dirt bike too. I think, I don't know if you can see it. It's. I got out of the way. It's like right there anyway. But so got her a little dirt bike so she can play in the backyard. Dylan and Misty had come over and we were playing around in the backyard. I had a course set up where I was practicing. And uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever talked about this publicly. So he brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but we're out there practicing. Dylan's farting around on the TTR and I'm on the BMW and we're like kind of almost not really racing, but cruising through the the slaloms and stuff 
And uh, I'm like, here, take my bike, try it. He's like, all right. So he gets on it and I turn around. I mean, it was literally like he goes off, goes to my starting line that I had set up. And then I turn around to talk to Misty and all I hear is this, bang. We look back and Dylan's like rolling in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it happens. It's a strange phenomenon that we have here at the, at the dueling rooster. Things just crash. We don't know what causes it, but Dylan happened to be the victim that night. So it was a good time. Looks <laughs> well, like, you know, you talk adventure bikes. I was all, always been a fan of the Dakar rally, you know, and watching those guys. I mean, God, they're insane. And the speeds are going flying across the desert. And, you know, that's when I first found that years ago. But, yeah, it's it's so much fun watching those. And it's like, damn. Yeah, it's adventure or the uh, the Dakar rally. I always thought it would be fun. I always thought that would be a blast because, you know, the only way to do sand is at speed and oh, yeah. a lot of sand. And they're yep. flat hauling. Yeah. I mean, when you see them, they're literally on the verge of dumping it. They're going so fucking fast across the desert. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> the motorcycle doesn't want to crash either. No. And I don't think I'd want to crash at that speed on sand. That would fucking hurt. Yeah. There's a... There's a certain speed there that's a little less forgiving than most. Yeah. So how many courses, I mean, not courses, but like, you know, classes and training, whatnot, have you done, you know, just practicing with doing the adventure stuff? You know, at Adventure Fest, again, um, this Revzilla event, they do it um, here in the Midwest at Sturgis. If you haven't gone, if anybody watches this thing that has a, an adventure bike, whether it's a Pan Am, a KLR 650, or even a KLX 230, just show up at the thing. It's so fun. But they had a, uh, they called it the taste of the trophy, where it's that that thing that I did. I didn't even know what I was doing, right? But it was just to set up a course in the grass um, and do that. So I did it that first year. And then last year, I'm like, nope, I'm qualifying next time. Like, this is, this is it. I want to do it. They had the taste of the trophy and they, they do these trainings free and they do three a day. And I did every single one, like everyone. And, uh, at the end of the weekend, they have a competition where you can go and win a free day of training down at their facility. So I did the three there, um, each day. So I probably had a half a dozen there. They were all pretty basic, but. I, you know, I'm a guy that training is training. Basics are basics. If you can't master the basics, you can't step into that next level. And uh, so I went and I did that and I did that and I did that and I did that. And I, I was feeling really good. We built a course here at home. So I ran through that a bunch of times, you know, evidently not enough, but quite a few times. And uh, I did go down to South Carolina for three days, uh, two days of trophy prep course, which was um i it, it was more working in teams like as team events because uh the trophy is a team so you get three guys and you each have to yeah you know they they test you to see how you work as a team with strangers because mm -hmm. the trophy event once you travel to africa you have your team and you guys need to be work you need to work well together so we had that was the trophy prep course was two days of that and then some riding skills testing not real coaching they had very little coaching and then i spent a full day with a private coach um i had a full private day of 
um, adventure riding and training after that. Um, came back home, did a bunch of training here. The BMW, the MOA rally, there was a competition there. Uh, so I signed in, signed up for that. And that one I rode super, I rode really well. Um, I was super happy with it. I didn't place, but I was really happy with it. The guys, I found out who the guys were that beat me, not all of them, but a few of them and thought, yeah, they better beat me. But <laughs> the, uh, when we got to the trophy, that was really, that was it. I didn't get to do, you know, not a lot of training, found parking lots. I mean, all this stuff is things that you can just do at home in your backyard, no matter how small your yeah, backyard is. practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they had one. I can't remember what the title was. There was a big um, adventure bike deal this summer up, up by Leavenworth in Plain, Washington. I know a Long Haul Paul was up there. Yeah, that that's what it was, a Tour Tech rally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was three, three days, two or something. I remember I was wanting to see if I could try to get up there and meet him, but it, it didn't work out to, you know, get up there. But yeah, it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, they do. They've invited us out every year. It's always a scheduling conflict and it's so far away from here. Yeah, you know, that is a long way for you. It's a couple grand in fuel, plus our lodging, plus, plus, plus. So, well, yeah, but then, then you just look like at the, the plus conflict. plus because then you know you could you could go down to John's house and go see John and you know you guys can work your way over here and right you, you got to go bigger picture big picture Craig <laughs> bigger picture but like I said it's the scheduling yeah. thing you got to go to, yeah you got to go all the way there and then come back for the Sturgis rally or go all the way there and then go to Myrtle Beach or you know I can't remember what the what the order is but we're gonna be out your way uh, in June we're gonna be in Redmond, yeah you'll be down Oregon. in is in Oregon yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little south of Seattle, but you'll find us. Yeah, yeah, just you just gotta hop I five and just head south. Yeah, yeah, down to the Great Oregon. Yeah, cause I can remember back. I know when you were, you know, doing a lot of getting ready for your adventure bike playing and stuff. You had a video. I think you were in Daytona, like going around through one of the vendors, like on your bike, and then I think you were saying something about they're getting a little upset. They didn't like what you were doing. Well, no, I was tormenting the Clockworks people. Oh, that's okay. That's what it was. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like they're like, oh, that's cool, you know, because when there's nothing going on, there's nothing going on for any of us. So I would, you know, literally go in their booth and then find a little sign and go around it. And then there was this custom bike there. That was the guy that had the problem. Because I was going (laughs) around his bike really slow, doing these um, 360s around his bike. And he was, yeah, he was a little upset about it. I'm like, ah, you'll be fine. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because i mean all that stuff you know like the adventure bike i mean it, it just ties into better handling and you know you you get more comfortable with riding and you just continually build your skills yeah absolutely absolutely and slow riding is where it's at anybody can go fast and straight or you know anybody can be beeline down the freeway for a thousand miles or whatever that's easy you know but can you yeah mess around in a parking lot and make it look like you know what you're doing that's the dip that's the hard part oh man you watch like you're saying earlier some of the you know with the like the police competitions and whatnot and all those closed courses set up the cones but some of those are freaking amazing you watch some of those videos it's like holy crap yeah i would love to jump into some of those courses and see what that's like yeah i would i would need a lot of practice a lot (laughs) The cones move. I mean, if you hit them, they this get is out true. of the way. So, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's not like that's a high risk. So it's it just you just got to try it. Yeah, true. They gave us some cool lessons, and uh, I haven't tried them on the Road King course because that's put away for the winter. But uh, in the spring, I have uh, I bought a bag of tennis balls, and I have some course ideas for parking lots, and I'm going to see. If, I know exactly what I can do on the BMW, how tight I can make it. I want to know how tight I can make it on the on the old Road King. That'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, you know, even like uh, ones that are cheap, you can get like the uh, cones for doing soccer because they're they're only like six inch round little tiny cones that stick up a couple yeah. inches off the ground. God, you can get lots of those cheap. If you watch my uh, Instagram, that might maybe it's not on there. I have a video. The very first test or challenge or whatever, I'll just call it a challenge. The very first challenge in the qualifier was this course that was ridiculously tight. And I come around the second lap. You had to do it twice. And I come around the second lap and caught a cone. Those cones, when you hit them, they'll move. So if you're not ready, that thing will slide out from under you. You're on the ground before you can even realize what happened. Even though you're going slow. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Whack. I got it on camera. Shit. Oh, that's good. So you got any more of those, uh, you know, lined up for next year? You're going to try some more? I don't. Uh, that was, this was my shot. This is what I'm, this is it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to qualify. I'm going to go to Africa. Everything's going to be good. And I, uh, I didn't make it. I sucked. I just was not quite good enough that day, but I don't plan on qualifying the next one. Um, Brene at the event said, you need to try it again because you know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's just a cool event, you know, but I, I have no plans of trying it again. So if, if that changes, it changes, but I, it is what it is and that's okay. I think you should try again because I mean, bottom line, if you're having fun, God, go do it again. I mean, it, you know, it's like you talk, you've, you know, you can see how you progress a skill and, and whatnot. It's like, you know, it's like you're saying, set up more little courses in your backyard, a little more practice and go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what time, we'll see what time brings. It's two years before the next qualifier. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I can also understand, I mean, you guys, you know, when it comes to uh summertime, you're a very busy person. I mean, your whole family going all the events and all the travel you do, I can, also understand that aspect of it yeah and that's kind of it you know i would get home and it was really pretty i'm beyond blessed i would get home from work supper was ready and she'd say here you go i'll take care of dishes you get out there and practice so and i you know i don't know if i want to do that to her again we'll see <laughs> hey but you know she was supportive and once you do it then you know you're gonna have to take renee's <laughs> advice <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when you got the blessing, I mean that's that's half of right there. So okay. Yeah. She says way rather let me do that than the Hoka Hey. <laughs> and I yeah. can't say I, I don't understand that one. Yeah, Amy said that way too. We're talking about it. She's like, you really? I said, I'm you know, maybe in 26 it'd be great. I'd like to try. She's like, yeah. She's like, I wish I would have never followed it and and everything else. So, well, you, you know, it's just, it's, it's just not like a motorcycle. It is. And, I, you know, it's when we talk about it, you know, I'm kind of 
if I was a sign up, do it. It's you know along the same kind of mentality that you put forth. It's I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to come in first. Yeah. I just want to see you know do I have what it takes mentally and physically to to finish it within you know like you're saying you know the 14 day mark and that's that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see the 26 route. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, Time next year's I, Yeah. I don't yeah, next year's route I don't think it would I'd enjoy it that much, but I don't know, who knows. Yeah, going to Alaska Amy. that would suck. It's stressful because I worry. <laughs> well, you shouldn't worry, it would be less stressful. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one yeah oh so when's uh when does season start ramping up for you guys for you know seat selling seat selling we hope it never wraps up we have well uh, right yeah we have another batch of stuff coming um i think i don't remember when they said that hits the water i think it's next week but that's headed this way but we're home now through the end of the year, I believe. So we, you know, Daytona in the fall is kind of our wrap up. I've been getting calls and stuff from people down in Galveston this week, this weekend that say that, you know, it might be time to give it another shot. So we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> reading Dylan's comment. Yeah, my wife <laughs> just sends me off and forgets about me. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, the next, we'll see, but typically, you know, we're done in the fall of or, or October, Oktoberfest in mm -hmm. Daytona. And then we kind of regroup, get things put back together, get the shop rearranged, get everything cleaned up. I mean, it's a long summer, so it takes a month to catch up and get everything cleaned up. And, and then all the new ideas we come up with through the year, we can kind of build them in the shop, see what we think, kind of go from there, see if it's going to work next year. And then, you know, we start again right away. I mean, in January, we head to Louisville, Kentucky for um, the Parts Unlimited show. February, there's a show I'm contemplating in Vegas. If I do that, it's just going to be a, you know, a quick zip down there and back for some meetings. And then March, it's Daytona and it starts all over again. So it's kind of funny. So in a way, it's like Daytona closes you out and then Daytona opens you back up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In That's the same cool exact spot. It is, yeah. Because yeah, we kind of know, like, all right, we'll see you next spring when we leave the lot. Everybody's like, all right, we'll see you in the spring. Because not everybody does all the other shows and the other things that we do throughout the winter. So we've we've trimmed that back quite a bit. Daytona would be fun, but as far as riding, that'd be a tough one that time of the year from literally going diagonally across the country. You'd have, even the pass is trying to get down towards California, and then obviously you'd <laughs> would run the Gulf coast, but yeah, that one would be kind of hard unless you're Frank, then, you know, it's, it's no problem. Right. Yeah. I think the trick from you is just to run the coast all the way to Southern California and then cross the country. Yeah. And hope that Texas will be warm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Flagstaff. Flagstaff is yeah. an issue. <laughs> run yeah, that's right. I mean, I've seen stuff down there. They, it would be fun to go just to experience that one one time, but I don't know, maybe one of these years, even maybe just have to fly. I would fly. I don't know that I would worry about riding a motorcycle unless you like yeah. flat and straight. There aren't hills or curves. 
um, there's one curvy road and it's pretty cool, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Save that for the summertime when it's warm. You can kind of enjoy the ride a little bit more maybe. Yeah. Um, I think Dylan said it was like two vacations in one. He came down last March and hung out for the, for bike week for a while. And, and it was like a rally and it was a beach vacation all at the same time. Hey, there you go. Best of both worlds. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that that, I'd, I'd make the trip for you. I would, I'd fly. Yeah. It'd make more sense really. Yeah. For sure. So besides that, well, you got anything else on the, you know, anything new that's going to be popping up next year for, you know, maybe places you're going to be going or is it just kind of really stay the same schedule for you? Um, so as far as wild ass, no, that's all the same. Um, okay. We do. It's, it's, uh, run through the schedule. I think January is parts unlimited. February is Vegas. March is Daytona. April's Arizona. May is Myrtle beach. And then Lake George, New York, and then Redmond, Oregon in June. And then in July, we do Adventure Fest and then Sturgis, which carries us halfway through August. And then we have a Parts Unlimited show after that. And then that's September. And then October is Biketoberfest. And that's another whole whole, and then, uh, whole event. And then yeah, chill for the winter. It all starts over. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, try to find some motorcycle riding in between. and make it happen so get some stuff planned for next summer but we'll get to that some other time yeah no no i'd totally get that so actually springer my kind of question what's your favorite rally that you really enjoy going to favorite rally so um then let's ask a clarifying question what do you mean by my favorite because there's so many different ones you know americade well daytona is a favorite because that's where wild ass was launched in 2016. Um, the crew down at JNP cycles is freaking phenomenal. Absolutely love them guys. Americade is in one of the most beautiful parts of the country, which is in Lake George, New York, the BMW rally, that crowd is the most welcoming embracing crowd. There is the BMW crowd. They're freaking phenomenal. And we have such a good time at that event. You know, and then we go to Sturgis. How do you top Sturgis, right? I mean, you were there. It is nonstop mayhem. Like the time we get to the tent to the time we zip that tent back up, it's just not, it doesn't stop the whole time. Um, You were there for some rain, so it did get slow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then there's a kind of bittersweet Biketoberfest when it's all over too, you know? (laughs) So which is my favorite? I, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe my favorite is Adventure Fest, which is our smallest one. But I take the BMW and I ride the whole goddamn weekend. It's great. <laughs> hey, and I go that's with, definitely yeah. a bonus. Yeah, I go out with customers. I do riding. You know, I do rides. We go. I mean, it's hardcore adventure riding. You know, all the side by side trails through the Black Hills. That's where we go. We take the bikes on all of those things. We go down single track you name it we're we're just out riding and that's my thing i love to ride motorcycles so that would be a lot of fun that 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 would be my favorite for that reason is i get to yeah i just get to get out and rip it up i know i really enjoyed like when you uh took me through was that van ocker canyon that was absolutely beautiful up through nemo 
That's a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I tell my dad about it when we got back. He's like, I don't know if I've ever seen that. It's like, never get back. I said, that was cool as hell. My dad was saying too, you know, he's, he goes out there every Labor Day weekend. He said, I've never been on that road. And that road that (laughs) our, our back road to work is pretty phenomenal. I mean, that is a, it is a great ride. Oh, it's a great way to start the day. I mean, the scenery and it's just, God, it's great. There's hardly ever no traffic, which was awesome. But yeah, like we took uh, me and uh, Jared and Amy, and that was just yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, that road is that road is great. I mean, like Jared says every year, it's just that commute to work can't be beat. No, and I think it's, you know, you talk to the people, it's kind of one of those little secret places that I don't think a whole lot of people – know about me but there's so much riding to do over there so i can understand you know you don't know one little back highway but yeah i was very grateful that you showed me that one that was great yeah that's that's a lot of fun speaking of sturgis i'm gonna put you on the spot you guys are coming next year uh we don't know yet (laughs) It, it all depends on on our uh how the move goes if our daughter goes to colorado and what happens so we'll try to know something by later in the when year is she early... moving? she's thinking maybe in march oh that won't i don't know at all we're not going to be there till august <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i know yeah we'll see it was a lot of we did have a lot of fun over there it was it was a good time yeah the whole we all loved having you guys you guys are awesome it was great for sure oh i got a kick out of your dad he, he was great <laughs> I know I was talking about, you know, where one night is, you know, so, you know, I like, you know, a little couple things it's like, you know, maybe do a few little upgrades motor. He's like, well, is it broken? Something going wrong? I'm like, no. And he goes, and why the fuck are you worrying about it? Just ride the goddamn thing. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah. Oh, plus, yeah. And I've, you know, and Amy, Seth's looking to go into Texas. So, yeah, family's going to be kind of might be splitting up next year. Sturgis right between them all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steph's well, gonna we'd love uh, to have you, so hopefully it works. Yeah, out. we'll see what we can what what can happen because Seth's gonna sign up for lineman school, so he is gonna do that in the spring, and he wants to go to Texas. Good for him. So that'll be good. He wants to try his path and the the lineman and see what he can do. Yeah, it's like Amy said, it was so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a buddy of mine asked me, he was having some problems. He's like, are you familiar with, you know, electrical stuff on houses? I'm like, yeah, it hurts. Why? Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. So hopefully you can make it. Yeah, we'll we'll see what uh, what we can work out and figure it out a little later. So... Well, shoot, man! Thanks for uh, coming and hanging out for a little while, and talking some adventure bikes. It's a something I'd love to try sometime, but got too many other irons in the fire, so that's gonna have to wait a little while. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. They'll be around for a while, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the bikes I wish I would have never sold. I had a TT500 that I freaking loved, but you know, toys come and go. Well, cool. So, 
Well, yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging out and, you know, got you out of work a little early tonight. So, you know, you can save the backbreaking labor and everything else and put it off another while. That's right. You know, if you get everything done today, there's nothing to do tomorrow. So no point getting it all done. That's right. Oh, I forgot what question, Amy. I was supposed to ask someone I freaking forgot. What is it? I can't remember. Maybe Probably she'll my catch me part of the day. What was your favorite part of the day? <laughs> <laughs> what was my favorite part of the day? So, uh, so for everybody watching, um, and uh, Denver can attest to this, if you travel with the Wild Ass crew at supper every night, you are asked, what was your favorite part of the day? Because what happens is you get dealing with public, right? You get to dealing with public. Now, we are blessed where we're not dealing with pissed off public. We're dealing with public that's on vacation. But sometimes you get people that just don't get it or they're maybe not happy or, you know, whatever. And that's a question every night at supper. We go all the way around the table and everybody has to share it, right? Right. So what was your favorite part of the day? Uh, my favorite part of the day was having – God, now this is really going to sound bad, but it's all because of that goddamn joke. Having Starbucks like a half a block away from my hotel this morning, that was my favorite part of the day, was going to getting <laughs> some coffee this morning. The end. <laughs> was it public – was it pumpkin spice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, yeah, I had a triple shot pumpkin spice latte this morning. I needed it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, yes, you have to say the end, which – um, so yes. then the next person knows that they can, can they can continue their story. Yeah. So, so what was your favorite mine, part of the day, Craig? Mine, we were cutting wood. We had a trailer full of wood sitting out here. And uh, we got it all cut up and, you know, sawdust and, like, the scrap wood just goes right in the fire pit. Keep the fire going all day. Just get rid of all that crap. Then you don't have anything to clean up. Renee and I are sitting down and trailers put away. Uh, fire's going. Mess is cleaned up. And we're sitting by the fire pit and I hear this crash in the woods behind me. And I look and there's a deer freaking beeline. And like, it looks like it's coming right at me, but it's not past. Probably it was there's no way it was 12 feet from me. So 10 feet from me on a dead run flag up. <laughs> just on a mission like something spooked it well it's deer season so maybe and we could hear the neighbor kids you know down the way playing outside so you know but i'm like look at that and Renee's like what and then it just goes Whoa, flying right past us i'm like oh that's pretty cool people are out sitting in the woods in their deer stands being all stealthy and stuff and we're just sitting out by the fire and one comes cruising by so that was my favorite part of the day the end Amy had one like that last night. We were up at the, I think it's called the Blue Spirit up in Leavenworth. And so then all of a sudden here come two little mule deer just walking out. And they walked like they were maybe 10, 12 feet from her. You know, urban deer, they didn't care. Yeah. Like, crazy? I don't think I've ever been that close to a mule deer in my life. I'm like, they didn't care either. <laughs> Did she type in your question yet? No, that was it. You got it. That's what I was supposed to ask. Oh, favorite part of the day? Yep. <laughs> oh, we well, still, you know, the, the funny thing, we still do it at home. It's just one of those things that caught on. It's, it's kind of fun, really. Makes you think for a minute and, you know, find the positive of whether you got a bad day or not. You got to 
shitty day going, um, all of a sudden now you got you have to trigger a positive memory as the end of the day. So yeah. pretty cool. And it and it, and it, it generates it's a cool, some thing. cool stories. Yeah, it generates some really cool stories around the supper table. Yep, cool stories and some good laughs sometime. Yep. Very yeah, true. That's, that's how we roll, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody's asking, you know, don't forget you can follow the real wild ass on Instagram. That wild ass Craig. Then you know what wild ass and everything on Facebook. Yep. Yep, yep. Search wild ass. Yeah, we're not responsible for, for Google searches, but search us, you'll yeah. find us. Yeah, wild-ass.com. <laughs> <laughs> so well, thanks a lot for coming and hanging out tonight, Craig. Thanks everybody for hanging out. This was a this is fun. It's it's always fun to catch up again. And like I said, you know, being over at Sturgis, we had so much fun hanging out with you guys. So it's, it's kind of fun a way to, you know, sit down face-to-face kind of, but, you know, from 1,000-plus miles away. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do get to talk every at least every other week. It seems like we get to yeah. catch up. But, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah, it. it is. So right on, Craig. Well, thank you for coming tonight, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Next Sunday, we got Bri the Biker comes back. Oh, and catch up with Bri and see what he's had going on. So uh, milepost 117 is going to be Mr. Bri the Biker. So come join us next Sunday. Same time, same channel, same place. So until then, hey, ride safe and have fun. <laughs>